This is an example of bad drumming. An example of a good drumming podcast is the Drum Shuffle, hosted by Jamie Eads. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. TheDrumShuffle.com, JamieEads.com, J-A-M-I-E-E-A-D-S.com. You want me to get out? You get out. Do you smell almonds? Nice mustache. You don't know what my breath smells like. Chest pass through him. I'm very excited about that. I'm also very nervous. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. I'm back in the Dire Prime Pantry in Nitro, West Virginia. Welcome to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Episode 6, Rider. Follow me on Instagram at UnreasonableDoubtWV. Twitter, tweeting on Twitter. Find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook, you know? You on the Facebook? I'm on the Facebook still. There's a podcast page for Unreasonable Doubt on Facebook. Find it, hit the blue thumb, follow the podcast there. Got an email. Going to read it later. Sent to UnreasonableDoubtWV at gmail.com. Send me your email. I'll read it on this podcast. West Virginia beats Ryder 9278. This was setting up to be a scary one. Huggins was talking to the media a couple of days ago and was saying, uh, Ryder, they're not, they're a good team. Ryder, you gotta, Ryder's not coming in to get blown out and get their check. Uh, Ryder's good. I'm impressed. Ryder's good. So it's like, okay. Sometimes Huggins never says they're a bad team. That, that, that they're going to play next. They, he never says they're bad. But he doesn't always heap the praise like he did this time for Ryder. So, alright. So that plants the seed. Then the game's at 6.30pm, which... Uh, and don't don't research this too heavy, but I think it's the first game in the history of college basketball that started at 6.30 p.m. Ever. Again, don't, don't Google that, but I feel like that's the case. So that's just weird. It's just another kind of weird wrinkle. Then, on social media, before the game, find out Kanate is not playing. Three-point specialist Sagabak Kanate out for the game, still dealing with a knee issue. Everybody who's watched a game knows that Kanate's not 100%. So Huggins sits him. So all those things are happening before the start of the game, and it's like, oh, no. Now we don't have three-point shooting. What are we going to do? And the first half was sketchy. West Virginia ended the half up seven. But they were down seven multiple times in the first half to Ryder. You could say Ryder's on a storm. You know? And then West Virginia would come back both times being down seven. When they were down 21-14... Logan Rout helped WVU come back. Logan Rout, he was my MVP of this game. 
Seven points, eight rebounds, started in the place of Sagabakanate. In this, you know, West Virginia is down 21-14. Logan saves it from going out of bounds on defense. Starts a fast break. Runs the fast break. Somebody shoots it, gets it blocked. He gets the rebound and then slap passes it to Issa Ahmad for two points. The next trip offensively, somebody throws it to Logan on the block. And he throws up the left-handed bank shot. In! It was great. Then, next defensive possession, he helped get a steal. And then the next defensive possession, he stood in the way of a dunk. The guy missed the dunk. So, route was solid. Miss some free throws. Never been good at free throws. But getting rebounds, that's what this team needs from him. And gives him confidence to play. And and hugging starting him, that's a that's a a seal of approval. And he he earned his minutes. He didn't play a lot, but when he was on the floor, he was effective. Emmett Matthews Jr. effective. He's putting some games together. He's the best freshman thus far, as far as being on the floor. McCabe was good tonight. Eight assists. Multiple ones to Emmett Matthews Jr. So lots of good things. Uh, Issa, solid. Uh, too many turnovers. If we're being honest, Issa, too many turnovers. And Lamont West got some offense from him. So all that said, West Virginia, the most relaxed second half uh, watching. Now, the Ryder, of course, cut it down to 10 to 11 because... Still turning the ball over too much. Still giving up backdoor cuts uh, to a obnoxious level. But that's the closest it got was 10. And then West Virginia pulled it back out to win by 14. Set it, up to, it was set up to be a setup game. I was super concerned. And then the second half was easy peasy. Talk about it more soon. Random thoughts coming up. Are you doing Christmas shopping yet? I know a place where you need to go Christmas shopping. Woody's Goodies. Home of the true discount deal. Two locations. St. Albans, West Virginia. Marmette, West Virginia. New inventory every time you go into the store. The best way to find out what they have in the store is go to their Facebook page. They show you the night before pictures of what's in the store. I'm looking at the St. Albans ad. They've got, listen, they've got Christmas items. They've got butter cookies. They've got a bunch of Jeff Gordon stuff. They got an LED lighted church. Christmas decorations. They got multi gummies, vitamins in gummy form. They got a bunch of stuff. Check them out. Find the true discount deal. Save for the holidays. Woody's Goodies, St. Albans, Marmette. Random thoughts for the Ryder game. Hey, Ryder, get a better nickname. You know what the nickname for, the, for Ryder is? Their mascot? 
It's the Bronx. They're the Ryder Bronx. And not a borough in New York City. Bronx short for Bronco. <laughs> I kept thinking, the broadcasters keep calling them the Bronx. Like, what? Just fin- just put the O on there. It's, it, you're not shorting it that much. Call them the Broncos, because they're obviously the Broncos. I look it up after the game. They're the Bronx. That's the laziest nickname in all of all of sports. I take that back. San Francisco 49ers, very lazy. Philadelphia 76ers, very lazy. Third place, the Bronx. <laughs> the Ryder Bronx. Just put an O on there. It's a quick fix. I didn't see any reference to Bronx on the jersey, so you you can keep the jersey. It says Ryder on there. That's an easy fix. You know what? That's easy, Ryder. Ryder was a feisty team. The term feisty was used during the broadcast multiple times, and it was it was the right word to describe it. These are a bunch of guys from outside of Philadelphia, and they were not scared of West Virginia. They were talking junk to West Virginia for most of the game. And there were more than one time, it was actually two times, where both one guy from each team had a hold of the basketball, and it was a standoff both times. Like the second time, so many whistles. Like the referee... I think I heard the whistle go off like 45 times in 15 seconds, and it did not deter either the WVU guy or the Ryder guy from letting go of the basketball. Eventually, they got pulled away. But I got to say, my guess is that's how Rough Riders roll. But definitely... Once the play is dead, let go of the basketball. Nobody's getting uh <laughs> Nobody is getting psyched out because they don't get the basketball. That's it. Just just stop. Uh Ryder was not into stopping. They were very serious about being the last one holding the ball. Uh, Chase Harler had a dunk. That was a highlight. If you had to guess, how many hands does Chase Harler use to dunk the ball? One or two? If you guessed one, shame on you. Chase Harler dunks the ball with two hands. And it was fantastic. Uh... (laughs) The refereeing in this game, and I try not to talk about refereeing. You know my stance on refereeing. But I got to say, it was a special kind of bad tonight. And it actually helped WVU. In most of the cases where I saw that it was bad, it was against Ryder. So three minutes into the game, 
Ryder's head coach got hit with a technical foul. Now, we know Bob Huggins. We know he says a lot to referees. Has he got technical fouls in the past? Absolutely. Has he got them three minutes into the game? Absolutely not. Did Ryder's head coach, um, did he seem like he was more abrasive than Bob Huggins? No, he sure wasn't. Did he get a technical foul? Absolutely. One time, it, it was the most amazing thing I saw tonight. Ryder, they are a pressing team. And so they were pressing up on Wesley Harris. And Wesley Harris turned to the referee to get a timeout. Like they were doing, they were, the guy was playing good defense. And to the point where Harris needed to call a timeout. It looks like he got the timeout because the referee blew the whistle. But instead of, you know, giving him the timeout. He did that terrible thing like he's hugging a pole, which means something about like an uh, an imaginary cylinder that the rider player broke and called a foul. And if you make a call that confuses everybody in the building, then you're not good at your job. I'm just flat out saying it. Because Huggins was standing in the middle of the court, like where everybody comes out to the middle of the court for a timeout. And he's just staring like, he called a timeout. What's going on? Oh, we, oh, you called a foul on that? Well, you're an idiot. But uh, we'll take it. And then the poor writer guy is just like, what? Huh? <laughs> uh, that is not a foul ever. And also, NCAA, because they don't do this in the NBA, you got to give up. I mean, I'm I'm gonna miss it for com- for comedy, but you gotta stop doing the like somebody hugging a, a gigantic like a like a telephone pole. You gotta stop. That's stupid. And when a referee does that, uh, it does not invoke confidence in that referee knowing the rules or anything. He just looks like a goober hugging an imaginary... (laughs) Hugging and rubbing on an imaginary uh, telephone pole. So get that out of the game ASAP. Final thoughts coming up. Dyer Prime is a lead sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. They are a full-service graphic shop. Custom design on every job. This is a family-owned company. This is a veteran-owned company. Do you like the new logo for Unreasonable Doubt? I do. I love it. Dyer Prime made that happen. They got my input. That's what I wanted on the logo. And then they created it. I love it. You'll love working with Dyer Prime. They'll come up with a design with you. There's no design fees, no screen fees, and they can put your design on over 1 million promotional products. Do you want your design on a mouth guard? Dyer Prime can do that for you. Do you want your design on the top of a fedora? I don't know if they can do that, but call them and find out. Or text 304-767-4445. 
or visit them on the web, dyerprime.com, D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Going to read an email sent to unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. This comes from, and I'm going to call him this now, regular emailer and probably related to me, Michael Witt. Michael's email reads, The Valpo episode featuring whispering Josh Witt from the Dyer Prime Hotel bathroom as the missus likely slept in the hotel room. You can have credit for the win, but now have to preserve the juju by podcasting this way going forward. Everyone has to pull the rope. Best Michael R. Witt. Michael, thank you as always for the email. You got some of that right. Uh, My wife was not asleep in the hotel room. It was not from the bathroom. It was just in like at the desk, the hotel room desk. But I started in the bathroom and it sounded like, uh, not that this sounds great because I don't know what I'm doing, but when I listen to my voice in a hotel bathroom, it sounded like, um, well, let's, there was a lot of echo. I'll just say that. Um, so my wife was wide awake, so I had an audience of one, and I whispered because, and I I did this in an episode last season, the TCU, the first TCU game. I am so against uh, bothering other people. <laughs> Believe me, I'm a loud talker, and so I have it in my head if I talk like this. In a hotel room, I'm gonna get kicked out. I'm gonna get the, I'm gonna get kicked out of the hotel, and at a minimum, I'm gonna annoy the person in the room beside me because the game is in the now. This game, the Valpo game, was during the day, but I was able to record at night, and so I'm just in my head about I'm gonna wake somebody up. I'm gonna get kicked out of the hotel. I've got to whisper. And uh, and I didn't explain why I was whispering <laughs> in the Valparaiso episode, uh, but that's what that's what's happening. I cannot talk like this in a hotel room because, and there's no, uh, <laughs> there's not logic here. I'm just telling you, I feel like I'm bothering people, and I'm gonna get kicked out. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms. Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor.fm, Overcast. Shout out to the person who's listening on Pocket Casts. CastBox. Listen on all the platforms. Wherever you listen, subscribe to the podcast. Rate it five stars. Leave a review. You're not doing those things, but do it. I would really appreciate it. The next game for WVU is Saturday, December 1st, in Morgantown against Youngstown State. The Penguins are coming to Morgantown. The game will be on TV on AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. 
I don't know anything about Youngstown State. I looked on the Ken Pomeroy ratings, and woof. They're out of 360-some teams. Youngstown State, according to Ken Pomeroy, is 323rd. That's lower than Marist. Never forget the Marist game. They're lower than Monmouth, who has not won a game yet. Youngstown State has won multiple games, considered not as good as Monmouth. So don't be surprised if Kanate sits again. Maybe Beetle takes a rest again. Who knows? Trying to get guys healthy. New podcast after that game. Until then, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU for the 2018-19 season is 4-2.